talking points. Yeah, talking points. Hi, so, everybody. Sounds like somebody here's got a rant they want to go mm-hmm. on. Just a little bit. No, don't do that. Okay. You don't sorry. have to copy when I do a funny voice. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hey, um, hey, y'all. Hey. Hi. Hello. Howdy. Howdy, howdy. We're back. Uh, in action. I'm Jared. I'm Zibble. We're here for Sights Unseen. Sights Unseen. The show where we tickle your imagination bone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We do that. And I don't know. Jared does not know what I am going to talk about. Yeah, I have no clue. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I mean, the you as the listener knows because of the title. Yeah. I've already edited this, I'm guessing, at this point Most by the likely. time you're listening to it. But yeah, right now in this moment in time where I am, I don't know what we're talking about. I actually I don't know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Shut up. Why am I still talking? Whatever. Do you have any uh do you have any small talk if you want to talk about something with a purpose? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Yeah, you know what? I'll talk about something with purpose, asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have a list of small talk? Yeah, but it's pretty sparse. All I have right here is favorite animal. What have you been enjoying recently? Favorite animal? And and thinkies with my right. Wait, what? (laughs) Thinkies. In quotes, I have and thinkies with my right. What is that It's because the other day when we at work, when we were talking about Death Note, we were talking about like... (laughs) I'm writing thank you notes. (laughs) It's like... That scene where he's he's doing homework, Light is doing homework, and he's uh, eating potato chips, and he's killing people by writing names down. And it's very dramatic. And we were think we were like, well, he was a high school student. What if he like you know? What if he had to write thank, thank you, you notes for all the people that came to his graduation party? So it would change the scene where he's like, I'll write names in the death note with my left hand and write thankies with my, my right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we. And it worked. Thankies with my right. And thankies with my right. I will take a chip and eat it. Yeah. That's Death Note for you. That's that's pretty much what the whole series is about. I don't... So I don't have a whole lot of my talking points in uh, a folder. I don't know. That's pretty sparse. Favorite animal? I don't even have an answer prepared <laughs> for that one, so I don't know what to say. Oh, well, I don't either, honestly. I feel this like is, I think about this it. This is a train wreck. I have a favorite Pokemon. Oh, cool. Okay. Bagon. Bagon is your favorite I Pokemon? I always love Bagon. He's a little cool. guy. He he tries to fly so hard that he evolves into a jet when he mega evolves all the way. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, why is there so many dragon types that like turn into jets? That's like, what, three? Salamance. There is oh, drag, yeah. Dragapult, whatever that face oh, is. Oh, shit. Okay, uh, fine. Four. Latios and Latias are kind yeah. of jets. Flygon. Flygon? Eh, I, mean, I don't know. He did. I love how he's got goggles though. Since he's he's always in the in the sandstorms of the desert. Yeah, he's got, he's the, got goggles. the goggles to keep sand out of his eyes. Garchomp. Garchomp is kind of jet like, I guess. Yeah. People didn't know Garchomp can fly. He's a dragon. Yeah, but I mean, you know, those things that he has on his arms, those fins, they don't look like wings. They don't. But he can fly anyway. But yeah. Dragons just like to be jets. Dragons and jets go hand in hand. Yeah. Maybe 
maybe people in the old days when they saw dragons they were really just seeing jets that had fallen through holes in time and space maybe i mean we thought about this before okay i don't know if we should get onto this tangent but there was this case in the missing 411 where this millionaire his plane went missing and everybody was like looking for it because he was a millionaire they're like where did this thing go and they searched this area where he had disappeared thoroughly and i mean it's not like a plane crash is hard to spot you know yeah and then two years later some people stumble upon the wreckage of the plane crash and like the everyone comes back again and they're like we looked here we looked here and there was nothing and yet like the plane crash had been there for two years they're like this doesn't make any sense that's why so i don't know it's just weird missing 411 stuff is weird yeah that's weird wild i don't know so i feel like what if like what happened was like his plane like he was as they were crashing they fall through a portal or like space time and then they're like flying like as they're flying downward toward the earth like they fly through this portal they're in the past flying across the sky at that trajectory and someone sees it they're like oh my gosh it's a dragon because it's a screaming like flying thing that's on fire and then it hits another portal and it appears back in our time, but, but like a few future. months, a few months after the search, and that would account for why it wasn't in the area where they looked, like how the crash was still two years old, mm-hmm. like how it was where, like you know, like I was, like, it, I mean, it's still, it's, it's, it's and wild. also would account for like how people have seen dragons in the past. Yeah. Was that in like America? That. What if that's where Thunderbirds? It, w- came it was, from? yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. What Stuff if that's like where that. Thunderbirds came from? It's like the mm. natives were looking up and they're like, well, look at that crazy thing i mean we don't know what metal is we don't know what airplanes are like what do you think this is and they put it into their own like context to understand i'm probably going to cut most of this no no this is great <laughs> we're pulling a freaking goosebuds i don't i don't think we should <laughs> spend, spend a bunch of time just talking about something that's not what we're talking about i don't know if that's the gold standard we want to follow <laughs> i'm just kidding we love you guys if goosebuds Goose, is great share this with the guys from goosebuds we want them to hear this we do yeah yeah Promise. Yeah, yeah yeah we love them all right fine uh i uh, i have no gl- uh I forgot what we were talking about. I don't have any guess as to what you're about to talk about. So. I'm ranting about why I like Souls games and Souls-like games. Well, that makes sense because you've talked about quite a few of them already anyway. Yes. So let's, And, you know, you can bring up Dragon's Fits because some of them do have dragons in them. So well, yeah, I am here to talk about Souls games because I like them a lot. I've been playing them a lot. I have now played at least a little bit of every FromSoft Souls-like game, except for Demon's Souls, because that is not on the PS4 and I cannot play it. Which one is that one for? Demon's Souls is originally is for the PlayStation 3, and then they just remade it for the PlayStation 5, so they jumped over it. So it's like, I need to buy a new system to play that one at some point. I guess so. But I played all the other ones. Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne, Sekiro I've started. That one's fun. Elden Ring, and then there's also some other ones that I've played that are like 2D, like Hollow Knight, Blasphemous, Salt and Sanctuary. They're fun. Okay. They're good. And so why are they good? I don't know. Why? I certainly don't think they are, so... They aren't for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely true. I will say they're not for everybody, but I think they are good for a few reasons. One, I like the challenge. It is hard, 
which is a part of why it's not for everybody. You're going to spend a lot of time being repetitive and doing the same thing. But also, that's the joy of the challenge. The joy is hitting a roadblock and having no choice but to smash your face into that roadblock until you destroy it. Because all of the good feelings come from overcoming any challenges. In Pokemon Shining Pearl, I hatched 1,312 eggs to get a shiny Hoot Hoot. <laughs> wow. So I guess I kind of understand. Yeah, it's just like doing something over and over. I, I'm i trying to think of the boss I've had the most trouble with that I've actually beaten so far in any of the Souls games. And I'm trying to run through them in my brain. You probably should have done this beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I would say the one that I... Because there was definitely some I'm having troubles with right now that I haven't beaten yet. But of the ones that I have beaten that I had troubles with, it was probably Knight Artorius from the DLC of Dark Souls 1. That dude should not have been in Dark Souls 1. <laughs> he was not a dark souls one boss the way the movement he had and the speed and the attacking of this dude is fast and dark souls one with it being their first like dark souls game is a slower game and so it's hard to fight something fast when right. you're slow i was gonna say this guy i just looked him up Ar artorius of the abyss yes. what a cool freaking name he's awesome he really doesn't look yeah that bad compared to most of the dark souls bosses i know but he does look like he would be quick on his feet yes and that can be a problem and that's also one thing with the souls games is like you'll run into these giant monsters and it's like oh hey that wasn't too hard and then you walk into a room that just has like a human in it and it's like this is gonna be the hardest shit you've ever <laughs> like those guys suck <laughs> Here's a picture of him with a puppy. Yes, that's his wolf. Sif? Sif the Aww, gray wolf. Sif the gray wolf. Oh, he looked so happy to see him. Which? That's hard to kill some guy who's got a doggo that loves him this much. Don't worry, you have to kill the dog before him. What? <laughs> well, now I understand why he's killing you. It's, okay. He's like, you come on, fucking dog. It's, that one's sad because a part of fighting, a part, one of the required bosses in dark souls one is the four kings and their whole thing is that they're in the abyss and the only way for you to go to the abyss is to have like artorius's ring like of the abyss which mm -hmm. lets you walk in the abyss well, the only way to get that is to go to artorius's grave which sif his wolf guards because he's like this is my owner i protect his grave i see so you then have to fight sif and kill him to get the ring but the DLC, you go back in the past and fight Artorius before Sif died. Yeah. So you're the one that kills Artorius and leads Sif to guarding his grave. But also in the DLC, you can find Sif because Artorius, the only reason you fight him is because he's corrupted by the Abyss, by Manus, father of the Abyss. Oh. And he's corrupted by the Abyss. But in his last moments, he saved himself and Sif. And so in the DLC, you can find Sif being protected by a shield that Artorius left to protect Sif. Aww. And you can save Sif from the Abyss. So you both kill Artorius, save Sif, which then leads Sif to guard Artorius's grave. And then you come back and you kill Sif. Time travel. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> which also, they made it really sad that if you do the DLC first... 
and you save Sif, when you get to Sif's fight in the main game, instead of just straight up Sif being like, fuck you, I'm going to kill you, he stops and he like sniffs you first and recognizes you and then still fights you. No! <laughs> and it's like, this is worse. <laughs> I don't like this. Okay, but... Why do they do that? Also, with Artorias, a little bit something I'm talking about later is just like the subtle storytelling is that in the whole fight, as you saw in his picture, he's holding a sword with his right hand, left hand hanging. Artorias is left-handed. In his fight with Manus, his left arm got broken. And so in your fight, he's handicapped. And his (gasps) whole fight, he's just has his left arm hanging by his side as he's fighting you. It never describes that outright it's just you have to figure that out by seeing that the whole time he's fighting you he's using only one arm and the other one's just dangling uselessly and this is definitely a two-handed weapon he's yeah, holding it's a big it's a great i think sword. i it's would need, i one. think i would need three arms to carry yes. this thing and he's swinging it around with one yeah so Poor it's guy. like that dude i probably spent a good couple dozen like attempts trying to beat him gosh he was a challenge it's like Roro Noah Zoro he's like I'm handicapped and I'm still gonna fight you and win yeah so unless you win but I mean you know still the fact that he fights that hardcore but that was all a lot of ranting about story stuff that that was all just to say that that fights like that are honestly one of the biggest draws to the whole series is the boss fights like that because it's like when you hit them and you have troubles the only thing to do when you die is to go back in and try again because every time you fight them you see a new move you get a little bit farther you figure out pattern recognition and it all comes down to when you see a certain animation knowing what's coming next and knowing what you need to do and so it's all just training your reaction time to them hmm that's all it is that's all it is and it's just it's it's a lot of fun i enjoy that i like doing that but we also talked about the storytelling. I like the storytelling of the games because it's all so subtle. Like Yeah, you can... like you said, like the thing with his arm, like you have to go figure that out later. Like yeah. it's not stated during your fight. No, yeah. It's like you have no clue. You find there's... out later you're like, oh, that guy was left-handed and he didn't fight me with his left hand because yeah. I guess it was broken. And you're like, God, he was using his offhand and it was still that hard. Uh <laughs> Which also leans into a lot of the stories that you can figure out through, like, environmental storytelling and minor hints and clues and items uh, all often turn out sad. These games are not happy games. They're often sad. I have picked up on that, yeah. One of my favorite ones is in Bloodborne. And I say favorite as in this one's very sad, but it's very interesting. You can find a little girl in a window and you can talk to her and she's like oi governor i'm not gonna do that anymore uh she no, says do that again <laughs> oi governor i'm a little girl and my door i'm gonna stop that my dad is she's like my dad's a hunter uh he was going a little crazy my mom went out to go find him here is her music box can you go find them for me and so you go Fun thing you find out, next boss is Father Gasquan, a hunter who has gone mad with bloodlust. He is the little girl's dad. And in his fight, his second phase is that he turns into a giant beast man. And if you play the music box, he'll stop for a second because he recognizes the music and he'll you'll get like a free hit in on him. Oh, one 
free hit very oh so so generous <laughs> yeah it's uh it's fun uh but after you beat him in his arena you'll find a body with an item on it and if you go and pick up the item the item is a red brooch and if you go back to the girl she's like hey that's my mom's brooch and it's like oh you can figure out the mom went looking for father gasquan found him he killed her and then yeah and then abandoned his kids because he went mad with bloodlust and oh and it's like oh this is sad which then after that if you go back to that window uh you can choose whether or not to tell the little girl that i normally say no because if you say yes she gets really sad and then you go back to that window and another girl's there and she's like hey do you know where my little sister is and then if you go from there to the path that leads to father father gascon's arena uh you'll find a giant pig that's called a man-eater pig and you kill it and when it dies it drops a red ribbon and it's like this is a bloodied ribbon usually worn by a little girl and it's like oh the little girl tried to go out on her own and got killed by this pig no it's like this is terrible this is sad but all of that to say is that all of this is very small details that you have to go out of your way somewhat to find that one is kind of right out there easy to hit those points sure but there's a lot where it's like it's not that simple to figure out what's going on. And also, if you're not a very smart person, like you can see these clues and be like, yeah, I wonder what that was for. And then just walk yeah. past it and be like, and not put two and two together. Yeah, you don't put it together. But it's like the whole thing is just reading item descriptions and paying attention to where they're at to put the story together yourself. You have to paint the picture yourself. You have to figure it out. And I don't catch all of it on my own which is why i watch a lot of youtubers who do it for me because that yeah. keeps things easy there's a lot of good ones but yes i just like how the story's told if you want to know what's going on like all of the games give you a base level like this is kind of what's going on you're a dude link the flames the world's dying or in bloodborne you're a dude who's sick now you have blood in you kill a god or Elden Ring, where he's like, I already had blood in me. Why do I have to do this? <laughs> or Elden Ring, where it's like, hey, there's no like Elden Lord. Become the Elden Lord and like rule this place. Like it's like here's like a basic idea of what you're supposed to do. Just go do it. And if you want to figure out more about why you're doing it, about why things happened, about what's going on in the world, about who characters are, you yourself have to choose to find stuff, read things, and figure it out. And I like that. I like the effort that it's like, you have to put this in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like the mysteries. I like the figuring that stuff out. And that's like, is a lot of fun. Now, another thing I like about Souls games is the exploration. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them have a lot of exploration to them. Obviously, Elden Ring is an open world game. That one has the most. But it's like, even like games like Dark Souls, it's like, there's always branching paths that you can choose you can always find sections whole areas that are like optional you don't actually have to go there it's just like an optional area where the only reward is a cool boss fight or a special item like that's it and it's like you can do that you don't have to normally those optional areas have like the hardest bosses in them like arch dragon peak with the nameless king in dark souls 3 that's real rough Mm. i haven't beat him he sucks 
but whoa takes you back to the whole purpose and the joy comes from overcoming challenges so you choose to go for those extra hard challenges because you know when you beat it it's gonna feel really good yeah and that's fun i like the exploration now some of the exploration kind of sucks because to find certain areas they're like you have to do a couple of backflips like arch dragon peak it's like hey you go through this area you can kind of figure out on your own but it's like hey there's a dragon man that's dead like sitting here in this certain position it's facing a mountain that has buildings on it way off in the distance two sections later if you go to another optional area you can learn an emote where you make that position you sit like that dude is and if you figure out oh if i go back to that dude do it right next to him I'm going to teleport to those buildings in the mountains. What? I didn't figure that one out on my own. I did have to Google that. But it's like, yeah, it's like random, like, oh, hey, go back to somewhere you've already been and do this random thing. And now you get to go somewhere new. It's (laughs) that one's really funny because, you know, somebody the first time they did that and didn't know, like from looking it up online, they were like, oh, hey, now I know how to sit like that dead guy. (laughs) I'm going to go. I'm going to go pose next to his corpse just to flex on yeah, him. Like, <laughs> and then they did it to wait, what? what? Where am I? What? No, I shouldn't have flexed on him. He's I don't like, know where I am. What happened? Yeah. So it's like just random stuff like that. Like the DLC for Dark Souls 1, there's a video, I haven't watched it yet, that just put, was put out by Illusory Wall. But it's like him describing how they figured out how to get into the DLC. Because the way you get into the DLC is... There's a little area that is an optional area that if you go down there, there's a hydra. And if you kill the hydra, you can walk through the water behind it, go in a cave, kill a crystal golem, a woman comes out of it. And then after doing that, you go to a place that you probably already have been. You kill another crystal golem. It drops like a charm. You then take that charm to that cave and then you get sucked into the DLC. And it's just like, who... For one, fighting the Hydra sucks. So, like, who's going to choose to do that? But then also walking through water sucks. So just getting through the cave sucks. And then who's going to do those two things, get the item, and then be like, what if I just randomly walk through water again, which sucks to go through this cave and end up in the DLC? Like, nobody's... How? That... Yeah, that seems intentionally like a fuck you to the players. Yeah, like they made it hard for some reason. And I they chose to. And I, I haven't watched the video yet, so I don't know how they figured that out. But they figured it out. Like the community got it. Which is another thing. The community. This game brings people together because people feel very passionately about these games. Yeah, I can yes. tell. And so it's fun to have so many people who all feel so strongly for something. You know, it's fun. Yeah, it's good. I understand that. Brings people together. Also, in the community, there was a trend a while ago where people were making videos where they were like, Dark Souls saved me. And so a lot of people, like, they were making videos about, like, how they were like, I'm super depressed. I was depressed. I was in a bad point in my life. Then I started playing Dark Souls, and the lesson it taught me of overcoming challenges and, like, stuff like that helped me get through my life. And it's like, Okay. I get it. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, like, I can't, I understand it's, it didn't affect my life like that, but like, hey, okay, whatever you say, mm. like, good for you. Also in the games, I like how the fear, the fear it puts into you, because they're not technically horror games, but the fear of knowing that if you die and if you mess up, you have to go back and redo certain things, it, it, it puts anxiety. anxiety into you. Yes. There was... 
a boss in Bloodborne. Lawrence, the first vicar. Sucks. Very hard boss. If you know of the cleric beast, he's just the cleric beast on fire. But Lawrence, that fight, he's just a giant dude on fire. You're looking him up? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta see him. He He's rough. But that fight, he has two phases. He has his first phase where he's just a giant monster on fire. And it's yeah, hard. What the heck? <laughs> it's rough. And then you get him to halfway health. And his legs explode, and he's just a torso dragging himself on the ground, but he trails lava, and so it's hard to, like, get around him. And so while fighting him, I probably fought him at least 30 times. Out of those 30, like, attempts, I maybe got him to a second phase, like, six or seven times, because oh I kept gosh. dying. And by the final time that I was doing it, when I beat him, I was so stressed out and anxious about losing to him and having to do the first phase again that once I beat him, I put down the controller and my hands would not stop shaking for like a good few minutes because like I was so like high adrenaline from like trying to beat him. So it's just like that fear of like you're doing something you know is hard and it's like, if you mess up, you just have to start over. It's like, it, it really gets you. It gets you going. It gets the blood pumping. It gets all the chemicals in your brain blasting really fast. And it's like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's it's a, what it sounds like. It's a powerful feeling. It feels, it, but once you do it, that, that was so good. Oh, dang, that's cool. I'm looking, looking up <laughs> images, and it basically looks like Monster Point Chopper. <laughs> Like, did the deal with Mephistopheles in the Marvel Universe to become Ghost Rider? Yes. That's what it looks like. Yeah, a that's exactly him. A flaming skeletal wendigo. Yeah, that's what he is. Like, why? He is rough. But with that, I also wanted, like, this is like a general All Souls-like games. I mean, I've been talking about the FromSoft ones, but also, like, I really like the 2D ones. Hollow Knight, Blasphemous. Hollow Knight's really cute. So it's yeah. got all the challenges, but it's also cute. But it's still, like, hard. <laughs> but yeah. it's fun. And then Blasphemous is a little bit more gruesome. Uh, that one's a weird take on Catholicism uh, and stuff. And then Salt and Sanctuary is just straight up, like, a Dark Souls game, but, like, 2D. But Hollow Knight, that's probably my favorite of those three. But Hollow Knight's fun as well because I watched a video on maps and, like, level layout and it's like when you start Hollow Knight, it has a very specific path that you will figure out. But watching that video, I learned that straight up before even finding the first boss, you can get out of the first area in like at least three different ways if you know the mechanics and what you can do. Because like in the game, if you jump over an enemy and hit down, you can bounce off of them. And it's like you can use that to get into other areas that you're not supposed to get to yet. Huh. And you can go from there to learn other moves to then get around. And so you can just completely skip the first area, like the path that you're supposed to take. And it's just crazy they put that in there and how they figured that out. Someone is trying to circumvent the law. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just... It's fun. It, it makes you, it's like, hey, here's like a basic path you can take. But if you want to think 
a little bit more critically and outside the box, you can come up with different things to do. And I think that's fun. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, that's all of my talking points. <laughs> that's fine. I, I that's that's about it. I really like the Souls like games, and they are good and hard. Good and hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something about that. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna. I thought I would just let it hang there. Just imply impl- it. implied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's why I say everybody should at least try one. And if I was to say out of all of them, my favorite is still Bloodborne, but. Yeah, Bloodborne looks really fun. Actually. Elden Ring is probably the easiest to get into because it's open world and you can grind and get over-leveled easier. Yeah. And then if you don't want to grind and over-level, I would say Dark Souls 3 mm. is probably a good one to start with. Yeah. Or Hollow Knight. Go to Hollow Knight. That one's cute. It's fun if you like that. If you like Metroidvania-esque 2D platformers. Yeah, but you want the you want it to be real difficult. Yes, but you want it hard. Horde. Horde. All right, that's all I got to say. Cool. Awesome. Well, that's neat. Uh, it was fun. I'm, I'm, I enjoy listening to you talk about these games because I haven't played any of them. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. always fun. I'm going to plug something. Cool. I'm going to plug multiple that. things. I mentioned how I watch YouTube videos. I'm going to plug all the people I watch. Yeah. Vati Vidya, which I've plugged him before, but he's really good. Hawkshaw, Zuli the Witch, and also if you are more interested in the mechanics, Illusory Wall. He has a whole series of like dissecting multiples of the games where he just talks about the mechanics, like the programming behind the scenes that you know nothing about, and like how like fall damage works, how like playing online works, like different stuff like that. Yeah. So you can learn all you need to by checking out these people. You got to plug. Yeah, I'm going to plug a couple more Poketubers. Ooh. So go check out some content by um, Shady Penguin, Game Boy Luke, uh, Vintendo, Short Tempered. They're all fun. They all play with each other. They've got like their own little community where they do challenges together. They, they're, they also play with United Plays, who I've plugged before. That's how I discovered all these guys. Mm-hmm. And they're just fun. I leave them all on, like, on rotation in the background on my TV sometimes while I'm doing chores around the house. Nice. So, yeah, if you want something that's easy breezy and not as scary as Dark Souls, uh, but just as difficult. Because some of the things they do with their challenges, it's like... It sounds hard. Holy crap. Like, yeah. Like, uh, we were watching the Super Bowl recently, so, I mean, I got in the mood to, like, listen to people talk about play-by-play stuff and, like, talk, mm-hmm. like do the uh, analytical announcer voice, but I was like, I don't care about sports, so I was like, <laughs> I want to listen to some people, like, commentate on Pokemon battles, and, like, there was one where it was just like, uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember, somebody was just killing with this thing, and uh, they kept on using Protect, and then they were setting up, and... Uh, like they use protect again and the commentators are like ah it's tragic there's no way to break this uh for them to break this uh onslaught that this guy's guy he's just war of attrition and then the like the go the guy goes to attack and i was like ah this is a shame and then the attack lands and like me and the commentators were like oh he's got infiltrator he's got infiltrator <laughs> 
It's awesome. like, this turned the whole game around, folks! And I was like, oh Dang. my god. I was like, he hit through Protect, he took out the wall, now the rest of the team is going to go down. I was like, oh my god, this changes everything. I was like, now I understand people losing it during football, kind of. Yeah. I was like, they probably see a move like that where it's like, you're like, ah, there's no way this is going to work. And then it works. I was like, I just don't understand or care enough when it's during football. Yeah, no, I don't care much. But that, I would care about that. Yeah, it was crazy. It, like, got me going. It was Mm -hmm. fun. (laughs) All righty. Okay. Well, goodbye. Everybody go play some Souls. Play some Souls or watch some people play Pokemon. Yeah, or listen to some Soul music. Yeah. uh, Or watch some people eat some Poke Bowls. I realized you meant actual Soul music, but I was going to say like... Oh, yeah, I guess the Souls games have... The Souls games have have very good music. music. I listen to that when I need to write. Yeah, if you don't want to play these games, just look up the soundtracks. They're on Spotify. They're really good. There you go. Awesome. Take it easy. Keep it sleazy. Yeah. Uh, bye. <laughs> Rayquaza is just a spaceship, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so, so that counts. My dick is a spaceship. Oh. <laughs>